Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Did you almost mess that up? Dude, I almost messed that up. You almost messed that up. Oh my goodness. Well, it's because I was so close to the mic. I was like, ooh, I don't want to scream it at the mic. You know, we have to step back when we do the business, bros. Right, right, right. We learned a little bit. We We learned a little bit. We did. Except I fumbled that one. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, let's continue with our intro. All right. So as always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you're here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time in our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your 9 to 5 job, increase your bottom line. Oh, that was my line. Oh, that was your line. Yeah. Or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner. Or be of service to other people, which is well, the you ultimate must be. goal. You which must is, be. You must be people. of service to other people. That's true. Must. Make sure we change that on yep, our intro. Yep, I'm changing that right now. There you go. Must be of service to other people. Then the business bros would love to help you turn your self-employed business into what we call an OPR business alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please visit our website at www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T.com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. What actions did I take today to reach my goal? What's holding me back from achieving my goal? And of course, what am I waiting for? I need to schedule my free coaching call today. So we're going to jump right back into our topic, which was uh, the money-making activities, right? We did part one, and we talked a little bit about uh, our failure over at PC Cruisers, Yep. right? Because we didn't do some of these money-making activities on a regular basis. We didn't do very much of them at all. We didn't do any of them at all. Let's just be honest, right? The only thing we did really well was to get up every day and pass out door hangers. Well, that was early on, and then we, you know... Got we should have kept doing pay. that. We, we should have kept doing that. Well, you know, for what it's worth, that was expensive, and it didn't reach the number of people that the penny saver ads did. True, true. But so, it wasn't as expensive as what we were spending on penny saver. Oof, that's true. All right. So anyway, anyways, that's the whole point, right? Buying your leads is kind of a bad thing. It is. You know, there there is an acquisition cost of clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't deny that. Any in any business, there's an acquisition cost for sure. But the best way to acquire clients, and we talked about this in our lead generation, is is to go out and talk to people, to make that conversation, to do the hard work of going out and trying to hear no, really, right? Yeah. When you're talking to people and you're you're talking about your business, you're expecting to hear no. And if, you, right. if you're going out there and not expecting to hear no, you're in for a big surprise. That's right. And you know what? Every time you hear no, it's just an, a learning experience. And it's that much closer to yes. That much closer to yes. Right? It's not a no, get the hell out of here, I'm never going to talk to you again. That's not the no's that you normally get. Normally, it's a, a no more of along the lines of, you know what, not right now, you know, maybe, but I do know somebody that, right? You're right. going to get something like that usually. Or, you know, I'm not in the market right now, but there's another way that you can probably help that individual. And that comes with, you know, sitting down and, and actually opening your mouth and picking up the phone and talking to people. Right. Well, actually, that leads right into what we're going to talk about today. So the first thing that we talked about last time was lead generation, right? And this time, we're going to talk about follow-up. Follow-up. And this is where the money's really made at. I mean, let's let's be honest. The You know, most people, when they talk about follow-up, 
they're not really talking, uh, they're not really understanding what follow-up means. They, they have this assumption of what follow-up means. So, for example, um, I, I when I do real estate stuff, I, I tend to go through a either FISBO list, which is a for sale by owner list, or I go through the expired list. Mm-hmm. And and I've, I've fallen prey to this habit. I go down my list, I call, um, they don't answer, or there's a voicemail, I, I leave a voicemail, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's the extent of my lead generation from time to time. You know, I've fallen prey to that habit mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. in my mind, you know what? I went there, I made the call, and I'm done. But what what is that? Other, it's It's kind of like a no, right? It's kind of like a no. It's kind of like a no. I mean, you just don't talk to the person and you feel like that's that's the it. And let's be honest, the voicemail is kind of the safety net of the no. You know, like, oh, okay, good. I didn't actually have to do the work of talking to somebody and, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe fear Ooh. something weird like some fist is going to come through the phone and smack me or something. So, right? in other words, you got to protect your ego. Exactly. and that's ex- But that's normally what happens to people. They, they do the work just because they think it's the work, but they're not mm-hmm. actually doing what needs to get done to, to achieve their goal. Right? right. They're making that phone call. Cool, I made the phone call, but did you talk to anybody? I left a message. I left a message. That's not the same thing as talking to somebody. No, it is not. Right? And you know, and, and I read an article the other day that said eighty five percent of the business is earned after the fifth follow up. The fifth follow up. So fifth you're saying follow up. So you're saying that you have to call and leave a message and call and leave a message and call and leave a message and call and leave a message. That's four. And then after the fifth one, I might actually get to talk to somebody and make the sale? Maybe. And you know what? That might that might work. But normally it's more like I call and they're not interested. You follow up with them maybe a week or two later. They're still not, you know, at the point right now. You call them maybe another few weeks later. And you know what? They're thinking about maybe doing something in the future. So Mm -hmm. you follow up again with them. You know, this is actual contacts. I'm thinking five actual contacts, not five voicemails. Five voicemails maybe will lead to the first contact. Mm -hmm. But it's usually five, you know, conversational contacts that's going to lead to a sale. You have some personal experience with this recently don't you just recently i mean um i was calling my for sale by owner list and i came across um one for sale by owner and and uh, i left her a voicemail you know saying hey i got you know i'm interested in your particular property give me a call back and she did she gave me a call back gave me the details about what's going on and um and i asked her you know why why is she selling the property by herself she's like well you know i live out in arizona and um it still needs a lot of work to be done we mm-hmm. i gotta get a painter in there i gotta get the landscaper in there mm-hmm. i gotta get the place cleaned um so you know no problem you know what i actually work with a lot of different vendors right this is my conversation with her i work with a lot of different vendors i can send you the contact information for each of those vendors and hopefully you know you get it done seeing that you're in arizona mm-hmm She's like, yeah, that would be awesome, of course. So that's touch number one, right? I mean, I called her. I left her a voicemail. She called me back, touch number two, right? I mm-hmm. sent her a text message with the vendors. Mm-hmm. And then I called back again to check how everything went. About two days later, I called again. And I want, and I got another voicemail, mm-hmm. right? And so I left her a voicemail. And then I sent her another text message letting her know that, you know, I talked to the vendors and they were, you know, one of them had contacted her. I hadn't heard from the other ones. Mm-hmm. And then I called again and this time I got her on the phone and I was like, hey, I just wanted to follow up with you to see how, you know, it went with the vendors. And she was happy. She's like, yeah, I got in contact with this one and this one and they're going to do this on this day. And they gave me a good price, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, 
I was just wondering, you know, I mean, you're all the way out there in Arizona and, you know, I'm helping you out get the stuff, you know, squared away here. Would it, do you think it might be easier if I helped you just get this thing sold and you don't have to even worry about it? She's like, you know what? I was thinking about that. I work nights. Ooh. She says, I'm, I get off, at, I get off at work at seven in the morning. I sleep and then I get up again, probably around four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I go to work in the, in the evenings. I was like, you know what? That's going to be hard for you to handle this stuff. Let me send you all my contact information. Mm-hmm. Let me send you my pre-listing package. Let me send you, you know, all the information about your property, what it's listed at. I told her how the market is changing and, you know, send it over and we're off and rolling. So it, it and it wouldn't have happened if I just left that one voicemail. No right? way. You had to follow up. I had to follow up and not just one time. I had to follow up multiple times, mm-hmm. four calls, three text messages, two voicemails. I mean, it's, a, it's a lot of different, you know, conversation, but it's leading to the ability to help her. My yes. intro to this was, I mean, my intention was to get the listing, obviously. Of course. But how I got the listing wasn't through just, hey, can I sell your house? It was being of service to her, yes, right? It was finding exactly. out what it was that she needed and helped her find the solution to what she needed. And the fact that I helped her out just gave me kudo points so that when I wanted to continue to help her mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. selling the house, that, that came aboard. You met her at her need. I met her at perfect. her need. Right? And, and well, congratulations on that, well, first thank of you, all. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, that's and that's that's part of really where the follow-up comes in. Mm-hmm. It's not really a follow-up of... You know, oh, you know, I, I got a I got an email from a, from a client that may be interested or has a question. You know, you got to get on that and follow up right away. You need to send them whatever they're asking for as quick as possible. Pick up the phone, call them right away. Because if it sits, it sits, it mm-hmm, sits. Mm-hmm. They're just going to think you're ignoring them. You're absolutely right. And when it comes down to it, you know, uh, that's one of the changes that we're making in our insurance business as well. You know, we have a process where our agents are able to uh, submit, you know, new policies that they want to write. And up until recently, we were only corresponding with these agents via email. And it wasn't very convenient for them. So we shifted our mindset. We said, how can we be of service, of better service to our agents? And so now when they submit those lines of business that they want to write, we're calling them immediately, getting on the phone with them, making sure that if they're with a client right then and there, we can get that taken care of as soon as possible. As soon as possible. We don't want it to sit. We don't want it to wait. We want to make sure that we follow up as well. I mean, we live in in the era of instant gratification, right? I mean, if I don't like the video, I choose the next one. If That's I right. don't like the comment, I, I scroll, right? If I don't like the company, I choose another I one. I choose another one, but it happens instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So if someone's sending you a text message, if someone's sending you a, a lead, some sort of question that you can be of service to, you need to answer with, you know, like two seconds before they even got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like You, you gotta need do to this. do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And you got to do it at the highest level, but you got to be quick. And that's the name of the game when it comes to follow-up. It's you got to be fast. If you're not fast at following up, somebody else will be. And they're going to scoop yes. it up, you know, because not they might not even be better than you. You might be the best insurance agent, real estate agent, contractor, whatever. But it doesn't matter. The other person responded quicker, right? And yes. the other person responded to the point where they got their needs met. And guess what? You lost out on that opportunity, right? Follow-up is not only, you know, a number of times that you need to follow up. It's also you need to follow up quickly. Right. 
You know, always be there for your client as soon as possible. Don't let that lead go cold. Don't let that lead go cold. You know. So is is there a, a an objective? Is there something that we're going after when we're doing this follow up? Yeah. Well, f- first of all, a lot of your follow up has to be consistent because not everybody is in the buying circle at the time that you're calling them, right? One of the things I and one of the other things I do for real estate is uh, is every month at the beginning of the month for the teachers at the school, mm-hmm. I put snacks in their mailboxes in the little cubby boxes, right? And I attach my business card to these little snacks. Nice. Every month. And now it's expected, right? But they all know exactly what I do. It's a consistency. Every single month they get the same, you know, they get something in their box from me consistently. I have a mailing list for certain, uh, for some of my clients. And Mm -hmm. every month I send them a mailer and it has a lottery scratcher inside. But it's not just those things that are doing <laughs> that I'm doing on a month to month. I also on my mailing list, I pick up the phone and call each and every one of them once a month. And that is where the conversation is. Everything else is just passive, right? I can just I can stick stuff in the mailbox no problem. Mm-hmm. I can send out mailers no problem. Mm-hmm. But until you make that conversational uh piece happen where you're able to actually hear their story, whether or not they even got it, whether whether or not they eat your snack or got your mailer is irrelevant. It's the phone call that you're making, right? And you're using that piece as a conversation starter. And let's be honest, that's where people get stuck. That's where people get stuck. They, making that cold call, basically. It's not a, it's cold, not a call cold call at that point anymore, right? At that point, just you, making that phone call. Making that phone call is the hang up, right? You have to you have to follow it up with something. Otherwise, you're wasting your money just doing mailers and snacks because you're just throwing it out there. You're not doing anything for yourself in, with these passive activities. It's mm-hmm. the phone mm-hmm. call that you, you know exactly what you need to do to sell something, mm-hmm. to sell yourself. You need to talk to people. Right. Plain and simple. So if you're if you're doing these passive things and you're not picking up the phone and talking to people, you're wasting your money. So just to throw this in there really quick, this is exactly what the Money Coaching Club will help you with. Exactly. Is to keep you accountable, make sure that you are following up, make sure that you are concentrating on these money-making activities rather than wasting your time leaving mailers, leaving snacks, leaving junk in people's trunks well yeah i mean <laughs> put it putting it simply we're gonna call you on your bullshit right if there you're you the one if you're the one saying that you know oh i'm doing this for lead generation oh i'm doing this with my follow-up we're gonna call you on it and just be like dude those are not the money-making activities that you need to be doing you need to be doing x you need to be doing y and you need to be doing z consistently how many people did you call right how many people did you talk to how many appointments did you set and how many appointments did you go on there you go. And that's that's really, you know, that's what we're holding you accountable to. Everything else, you know, is maybe busy work. It may look like you're working, but is it actually bringing in any revenue? Is, is there it any actually chance, productive? Is there any chance that it's making anything productive? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and that's the thing is, is, okay, so you're doing these passive things. Are you turning around and making the phone call? Are you picking up the phone? Are you, are you making that connection? And when you do, remember, the objective is to set the appointment. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the that's the goal with your follow up. Right. Uh, you've you've used the acquisition of maybe the snacks, maybe the mailer, whatever it is. But it opened up the dialogue for the conversation when you pick up the phone and your objective at that point is to set the appointment. Right. You're going to pre-qualify these people to figure out what their needs are. Right. Right. So so in this pre-qualification process, you're asking some general questions about the about your particular client in whatever industry it is that 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 you're looking for, right? You have a target 
audience that you're looking for. You have a target client that you're looking for. What does a typical client in your industry need, right? Versus what does a typical client in your industry want? Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about an insurance agent, for example, right? When they're talking to a client, the client might have a need to have auto insurance. They might have a need for homeowners insurance. They might have a need for a general liability insurance. Right. What do they want? They usually want the lowest price possible. Correct. Right. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you as a, as an insurance agent need to educate your client on what their needs are to protect mm-hmm. them versus what they want, which is just price. Right. Well, one thing that I was sitting here thinking as you're talking about, you know, you need to reach out multiple times and you need to be of service and you need to meet them at their need, all of these different things. And, you know, I am in the insurance industry, so I'm thinking of companies, right? I'm thinking of businesses that maybe, for example, don't have uh, safety manuals, right? Or they don't have uh, written safety procedures or they don't have... uh, specific training for servers of alcohol and all these different things uh, that they don't even know that they need it. Right. They don't even know that by working with me and getting those those needs met that I'm going to help them save money. I'm going to help them qualify for the best uh, prices, which is what they want. Which is what they want. Right. And, and that's the thing is they may not know. They may know what they want. They just don't know the need to get what they want. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of different. Same thing in real estate, right? I mean, there's people who want to sell their house for a million dollars, but there are other people who need to sell because of whatever financial situation, death, mm-hmm. divorce, disaster, whatever it is. So, you know, the, focusing your efforts on the on the needs of your client will help you identify what it is that they actually need. And when you do set the appointment, you you already have a target for your presentation. Right, you already know exactly what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be talking about, how you're going to be talking mm-hmm, about it to them, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you're going to find out, you know, this is what you need and this is what you want. Let's get you to where you want, to the thing you want. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to get you there. Right. And right, and you are the re- the the vehicle that's going to get them there. Absolutely. Right? You're gonna you're gonna pre- you're gonna set yourself up on your appointment so that when you're spending your time focusing on the on the things that they need, you are part of the solution to mm-hmm. that problem. Right? Yes. You are the yes. solution to that problem to get to the to help them get to what they want. What they want is that end goal. What they need is for you to help them get there. It's to see those things that are behind the curtain, right? These mm-hmm. are these are the mm-hmm. things that are helping you achieve that goal or helping you get to that goal. And I'm going to be uh, me the professional is going to help you get to where you want to get to. But so there there are so many industries too where you kind of uh, inherently get time to to build that relationship, right? So in your example where you were reaching out to uh, your most recent listing, uh, they had already placed their home on the market, but they weren't ready to turn it over to a real estate agent yet, right? So you had a little bit of time to start to develop that relationship. Hey, what are you looking for? Hey, what do you need? Oh, let me put you in touch with these contractors. Let me put you in touch with, you know, all these different people that are going to help you meet your goal, right? right? For me, on the insurance side, we have a limited window of when we can actually sell a new policy, right? It's right around the re- the uh, expiration of the old one or right. the renewal of the new one, you know? So we have maybe three or four months where we can be reaching out and saying, hey, you're coming up for renewal in four months. What are you, 
what is it that you need? How can I help you? And you, you take the time to develop that relationship. You take the time to reach out and multiple touches like you were talking about. And there are so many industries that are like that. Whether anything that you do that's in sales, you have that time ahead of time. You start developing that relationship. You find out what they actually need and meet them at their need right and and but but that's part of that communication right that's part of that lead generation that's part of that follow-up that's part of that consistency is mm-hmm. that buying window in in the insurance world is smaller right it's not as it's not as big and and if you think about it the buying window in the real estate world is kind of small too yeah it, it, it's you know usually it's about every seven years that somebody's going to either refinance a house or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sell a house so Finding that target once in every seven years is a little tough. Finding the renewal date on an insurance policy, whether it's six months or whether it's annually or whether it's monthly, whatever it is, you know, finding that window is kind of tough. But that's why the follow up and the consistency is so important because you might be talking to a client who just paid for the policy. Right. Right. But. If you're helping them along the way, you know, let me talk, you know, you, you were talking about earlier having that, uh, the training manual or their, mm-hmm. there's their to help service, um, alcohol beverages or whatever it is. Right. So, so if you're helping them, you know, from the point that they did it to where it's almost going to be time for renewal, if you're constantly talking to them, sharing with them this information, like we do on the podcast with most of our listeners, right? Sharing information that's of value to them, mm-hmm. then when it comes down to the X date, they're going to be ready to go. They're going to probably roll over to you because you've provided value. You've met their need mm-hmm. along the way, right? You're, you're preparing for that, um, for that sale along the way. You're basically doing what we talked about in the, in, uh, in part one with the lead generation is you're filling your pipeline with potential down the road. Right. You might not have the closing window right now, but the fact that you're in constant communication with a potential client is going to put you at a higher level so that when that lead becomes actionable, you're there. You're there to make the sale. And they already know you and you are the one that they want to work with. Because you've been helping them along the way. Exactly. Because you've been helping them you've already meet been there. needs, right? You've, you've already shown that you are of service. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, that's that's part of that building. That's your reputation of being of service, right? You're building that relationship with one person at a time, another person at a time, and you continue to keep that conversation going. That's one of the things we said we failed on with uh, PC Cruisers is we had a lot of clients, mm-hmm. but the conversation stopped. And when the conversation stopped, you know, most of them, they were at that time, Windows sucked. So they were going to come back. Still does. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that hurts a little bit to me. But anyways, they they um they were going to come back. And if we would have kept in constant contact with them, mm-hmm. right, constantly following up and seeing how things are going, it would have been a lot easier to not only get their continued business down the road, mm-hmm. but also generate those referrals. Because once I'm helping you out and getting those needs met for you, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. might be able to get your closing, you know, close you on your sale window. But at the same time, I'm helping you out. You're going to feel obligated to help me out. Mm-hmm. Right. Be- just because I've been helping you, I've been giving you so much value. You're going to want to feel like you have to reciprocate that quid pro quo. And that's where the referral base comes in. Right. That's where you start expanding your, your circle of influence because you're really being nurturing to your existing clientele. Right. And at the same time, you're you're fishing outside of in other pools, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. course. But when you do make that contact, you really nurture that contact. You keep that constant follow up all the time so that you can 
leech off of their circle of influence and create a larger pool for yourself. Something as simple as a customer satisfaction survey. Hey, how did we do? You know, oh, great. You loved what we did. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Can we get the name and number of somebody else that we can help out to? Right, right. And or the other way around. Hey, here's your customer survey. It wasn't so good. Please tell me how we can fix it. Yes. Right. And let me help you get your problem solved. Absolutely. You can turn that person who would otherwise give you like a negative Yelp review, maybe Mm -hmm. into a raving fan. Absolutely. You went above and beyond. I didn't have to call you. I didn't have to come fix the problem. Maybe the, the problem that you're having isn't even my fault. But the fact that I reached out and helped you solve your problem mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Follow-up is where the money's at. Follow-up is where you're going to find the most productive activity that you can make. It's going to take your lead generation. It's going to take those leads that you filled in your pipe. And it's going to turn them into something that can turn into a closed sale. You can't get from point A to point B without, getting, without doing the follow-up. And it's not a one-time thing. It's a consistent every day you're calling mm-hmm. a group of people. Those are part of the money, money-making money activities that are going to get you to the next thing. And, uh, you know, we only got a couple minutes left. I don't think we're going to get into presentation very much. No, I don't think so either. But, you know, I mean, this this is exactly like you said a little bit earlier. This is what the Money Coaching Club is, is all about. This is where a coach is going to help hold you accountable to those money-making activities so i want to make sure that you know you you take the action right so follow-up is in that activity it's in you know you're not just going to go to the website and you're going to look and be like "Eh, okay maybe not oh maybe i'll follow up a little bit later oh maybe i'll wait till you know they send me an email or whatever do it right now get off your butt and go make that uh sentence go to the website csfirst.com click on the money coaching club Enter your name, email address, phone number, send it. Let us give you a call back so we can help you making make some money today. We're, we're starting to finish up here Q3, and we're going to enter the fourth quarter here. And the fourth quarter is essentially where you start preparing for the next year. Yep. Right? And, and let's be honest, you know, we can talk about this at a later date, but the fourth quarter doesn't have much in it. <laughs> people be- go to sleep. People go to sleep. You know, all your competitors are going to go to sleep. So now is going to be the time where you need to start making a change for your own in your own practices so that your business gets better and better. So that 2019 is off and running the moment it starts because you're going to have Halloween. For some reason, Halloween is now a big holiday. <laughs> Right, I don't know. I love it. I, I do too, but I don't. It turned into you know missing work and all kinds of stuff. But anyways, you have Halloween. <laughs> you got like a week in Thanksgiving. You got a week in Christmas. Christmas. You got a Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I yeah, said I got Christmas. It. Yeah, that was good. That was <laughs> and you good. got a week in New Year's, and that's you know that's it. You're yep. done with with Q4. So it's right around the corner. You need to get your stuff in line. Maybe you know if you are going to take some time off. Maybe that's the time you start setting up your coaching. You start doing your money making activities. You start setting up what it is that you need to do so you can make 2019 the best 2019 of your life, of your financial life. And we promise, if you reach out to us, we will follow up ASAP. So, as usual, make sure you follow us on Facebook at CS First. You can follow us at Twitter on Trades on the Road. And uh, again, if you have any questions, you can email either one of us at any time, Hernan at csfirst.com or James at csfirst.com. That's all we got for you guys. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.